Season 7 of the I'm Uncomfortable Podcast, the podcast for people who want to be okay with being uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Melissa. And today we're going to get a little bit more serious than some of the topics that we've been talking about. Not that those other ones aren't serious. This one just (laughs) might sit a little heavier with some folks, and that's okay. That's what we're here to do. But before that, as always, we're going to share our uncomfortable moments. Melissa, would you like to kick us off today? Yeah. At the time of this recording, I feel like it should be cozy fall. Mm. I get that it's technically still summer, but we're in September already. We're about to be in the second week of September, <laughs> to be exact. The PSL lovers are oh, already in their couple there. of weeks. They're really out there. They really are. And they're in the couple of weeks of having their, their PSLs in their hands. They're ready and to go. Yet it's... It's hot. Wait, okay, but can I tell you that when the PSL was announced, I was like, wait, already? And also, I Same. cannot. I can't. I was yes. like, I'm not going to go get this. I don't feel like it's fall. It just feels inauthentic. I'm not doing it. I refuse. I refuse. Well, when it was announced, it was like mid, mid, mid-August, right? And I just feel like it comes back earlier and earlier. Yeah. Like, so. let's not ruin a good thing. And also, could we bring back the pistachio one? Like, I never got to try that one, oh my actually. God, it was, like, my favorite, and I didn't think I'd like it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I was afraid of it when it came out last same, year. Same, same, and same, I same. was Take a risk. Like, take a chance. Huh. It was good. Take a chance. Worth oh, it. Okay, well, if it's there, <laughs> I have it this year. <laughs> if it ever comes back. <clears throat> I will say that to try and get into the fall-ish spirit, I did get yesterday the pumpkin spice cold brew. Okay, I did that, too. Felt like a poser, but... <laughs> I don't like a pumpkin spice latte. I think we've discussed this, but a pumpkin cold foam whatever's on top of a cold brew. I'm like, you're fine with that. We had a whole episode. Was it, what season was that? Where we went to, what was (laughs) it? Trader Joe's and we tried all the pumpkin (laughs) spice flavored, whatever. It was a good one. We should do that again. (laughs) I will make sure, make a note for myself to reshare that one for social media when this episode comes out. Maybe that'll get us into the fall mood. Anyways, (laughs) it's not fall here in California. It's hot and it makes me upset that, I'm still wearing shorts, and it's almost the mid-section of September. Anyways, that's my uncomfortable moment. All right. Well, mine is not anything to do with the seasons. I'm currently (laughs) sniffling, and that is because... Why? Why, Vanessa? I pet a dog. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, I am allergic to, like, everything, but specifically dogs, cats, whatever. And I tutor this kid, and... I just, I, I'm so annoyed by tutoring him because they're so wealthy. Like, he doesn't need me. And I think now I really only go for the dog. And so I spent the first five minutes of our session petting the dog. I mean, we were doing stuff, but the dog was there. And I was like, petting the dog. And then ever since then, I've just been a mess. But it was worth it. I was going to say, if that's your consolation prize. Yeah, I'm showing up kid. for the dog. <laughs> But the dog is not showing up for you. No, because... I mean, no, but the dog, we should, the dog stayed next to me, like, almost oh. the entire time. Put its head on my, like, leg and everything, too. So sweet. It's like, doesn't know that you're allergic no. to him. and I thought it was, like, a doodle, some type of doodle, and I thought those were supposed to be hypoallergenic, but my allergies don't care. Okay, well, 
very different uncomfortable moments. Um, but let's get a little bit more uncomfortable <laughs> uh, and get into what we're going to talk about today. I know we're both kind of not dreading it per se, but it is a, it is a heavier topic than we're norm like than we normally talk about. But that's that's why we're here to talk about the uncomfortable things. Well, it's so, your fault. It is my fault because I'm the one who brought this topic for discussion today, um, and I tell us why, Melissa. Rem- please share share why 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 why. <laughs> and it's because I texted Vanessa after I had a moment um, of self awareness after I simply walked out of the front door um, recently uh, in my. You know, everyone walks outside to grab the mail, to move the car, to do the thing like outside in their PJs. Like yeah. everyone does that, right? But I was in like pretty short, short PJs, comfy PJs. Again, it's hot. Mm-hmm. So it's summertime. And so I don't know what happened, but when I walked outside, a car or two passed by and I was immediately self-conscious and self-aware of how I look like to this potential person that well, it probably was not even looking this way um, and passing on the street of my shorts being too short. And it brought me back to some of the memories that I've had that had um, made me aware of my body in that way, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And yeah. it wasn't a great feeling. I subconsciously or just automatically by, you know, intuition, I started pulling my shorts down to cover more of my leg. Yeah, I've done that. And so that made me feel some type of way. And I immediately texted Vanessa and I, I told her, I was like, this is an episode topic because why are we, why are we doing this? Like, why are we so self-conscious and self-aware and care really? Yeah. Um, so essentially we're, we're going to talk about today is to recall <laughs> some traumas and maybe some early our memories favorite. in our lives um, that, you know, where we were made aware of essentially the sexualization of our bodies. You know what's crazy? I don't know if you realize this, but you actually, you just justified the reason that you were wearing short pajama shorts. Yeah, and you don't. I, I mean, like, why, right? Like, you don't have to justify why you wear anything that you wear, especially in your home Ugh, for yourself. I hate that. Yeah. Thank you for. And you, you also called your up. shorts too short. Which I said short shorts. No, but you specifically said my shorts were too short or something like that, and I'm like, mm, too short to who? Whose measurement, right? So <laughs> for Jesus. <laughs> so you almost like justified and tried to like scold yourself in a way for wearing. Yes, your this pajamas. is that icky feeling, yeah. that icky feeling mm-hmm. of being self-conscious, being self-aware in that way. Not the good self-aware, but I don't know if anyone's seen the Barbie movie. But when she goes, her and Ken end up in the real world in the little roller skates. She starts feeling ogled. Yes. And she has this description of feeling a sense of being uncomfortable and the tone of it all feeling kind of in the angle of violence right. against She's her. Right. Like, with an you undertone know? of violence? <laughs> an undertone of violence. And that's, that's how I felt. Ken is like, people be looking at me too, girl. But it's great. <laughs> <And> you- <laughs> Ugh, I just rewatched that movie this weekend. Did you? It's so good. I've watched so it good. three times, and I really, have, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. I know. I actually really like it, and the more I watched it, the more I, I appreciated it. You catch little things yes. that you didn't catch the first time because they're so quick with it. Anyways, this could get into weird time. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm, all I have to say is the Barbie movie should have covered that. 
anything that happens now that I'm like, ugh, what a feminine problem. I'm like, the Barbie movie should have covered that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We can do that. We can dissect the Barbie movie and talk, like, get so many topics from just that movie to talk about and make episodes into. I mean, this mm. goes back, like, way back. This is since the dawn of time, I feel. <laughs> since the first girl picked up a doll. <laughs> But, but truly. honestly, though, I, I, there was a moment in the movie where she was talking about the um, criticism of Barbie, and she says something to the effect of, "If all of those things are true for a doll, I can't, like, you know, imagine what it is like to actually be a woman, like a real living, breathing human." And yeah. it's true. And I feel that we often try to, the 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 royal we, right, as women, sometimes try to do what you did earlier and justify why mm-hmm. we might be wearing a certain thing and that's been a big mm-hmm. part of of um what is it called victim blaming as well of the idea that you deserve it based on what you were wearing or doing yeah you were wearing a tube top mm-hmm. your your shorts were too short so right. you're quote unquote asking, asking for, for it, it. Mm-hmm. asking to be ogled mm-hmm. asking to get comments that you don't want no and it um, also makes me think about those cases in schools about the dress policy where girls were sent home for wearing uh what's it called spaghetti straps yes because it was distracting to the boys look at my collarbone right <laughs> and also if you're that distracted maybe you should do like maybe maybe they're sick we should get them something to help with that that's <laughs> maybe it's a you problem and maybe it's a them problem exactly yeah. i'm kidding about the sickness but just it, it's 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 insane how much of a burden it is to just exist sometimes as a woman yeah and especially when we think about our bodies and i personally have had a very like not great (laughs) not great history with this which is why when you brought it up to me i was like "Ooh." you're like why don't we you really want to talk about this (laughs) and you can divulge what you want to no i know know, whatever you're comfortable with i kind of had a come to jesus moment when after from the time that you brought it up until now Mm-hmm. One of the things that I told Melissa was, let me think of a, a PG answer to the question of what was your first moment remembering yeah. the sexualization of your body. And then I realized that that's part of the problem is the 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 fear or unwillingness to share about the trauma that we've experienced in this topic or in this area because it's it's scary it sucks i don't want to talk about that on a regular basis but if there's anything that we learned from like the me too movement it's the idea that once we start talking we realize oh we actually have a lot of this shit in common and it's unpleasant but yeah yeah if we don't ever talk about it then it never becomes normalized and not that the trauma should be normal but at least it might give someone else a sense of of what peace solidarity i don't know knowing that they're not the only ones yeah yeah that you're again we always try to discuss topics light or heavy that are relatable mm-hmm. to the people who are listening to our community and it just so happens <laughs> both of us are women women of color yes. that experience a lot of similar things um and I, I don't know if you want to go first and what you want to share, but I, I do have a specific memory that is directly tied to that moment I shared earlier that brought upon this topic. Ah, uh, specifically um, the shorts? Yeah, because um, one of my earliest memories of being aware of my body as like a thing to look at mm-hmm. by someone else yeah. um, 
was I was pretty young. I want to say I was like maybe 10 or 11 and I was outside in the front yard. It kind of was like a deja vu moment if anything that I had recently. Um, And I was helping like wash one of the cars and I was wearing shorts as you do. Yeah. Doing my normal thing, trying to reach the top. Got to bend <laughs> certain ways yeah. to to get to the places. And I remember being told um, that I shouldn't face the way I was facing and my shorts were too short. And, and I was like, I had a moment where I was like, wait, why? I'm just trying to do this task. How old were you? Of, I think I was around 10 or 11. Mm, okay. And... Um, yeah, so I don't even think I was, like, going through any sort of puberty. I mean... I was definitely was, a, like, a late bloomer anyways. Sure. But, um, yeah, and so I was not aware in that sense. And um, being told I shouldn't... My shorts were too short or I shouldn't face in that direction because X, Y, and Z. And in this case, it was, like, people can see you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what's wrong yeah, I'm here. I'm physically here. If they see me, they see me. But why is that a problem? So then that's when it kind of spiraled into like, wait, people look at me like that? People think those things? And who said this to you? I'm curious. Um, I think it was my mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I figured. So I was like, oh. And I, I, I do remember also like being called out at a young age too for quote unquote not sitting like a girl. By who? By my parents, of like both of them, not yeah. So I would like my brothers chill on the couch. I'm chilling on the couch, and I'm just like, you know. I've seen pictures of you. I think with your knees both up and you're just like kind of frogging, yeah. sitting like. Yeah, I'm currently frogging. sitting like that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, stereotypically, yeah, having my legs open right is not a ladylike thing mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So. I was always told to close my legs or cross my legs yep. or like sit nicely. I and I'm like, what that. the hell is sitting nicely? How come I need breathing room in my shorts? Right. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, oh my God. I know? remember hating that so much. Yeah. So those are kind of my two earliest memories of being like, wait, why is it not the same for my brother that's right. doing the exact same things? That sucks for you too because you literally have. Right in front of you, an immediate comparison by gender of the double standards that exist for you that don't exist for him. And why is it okay for his legs to be open? <laughs> what? And I've asked those questions as a kid and I was, and he's, they're like, you don't, you, they tried to explain it for him. He's like, you don't have what he has that needs that space. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, like <laughs> also, what a way to not really answer the question because the real answer yeah. to that question is terrible. Yeah. And and I never got that straight up. No. Like, well, I guess I had to use context clues to get to that conclusion, which still wasn't any better for me. Right. Because then I just had a bunch of like questions and thoughts that came into my head that probably were like, would have been nice to have some sort of context and explanation by an adult, yeah. whether it would have been helpful. Yeah. I don't know. But you know, I, st- I was left there to just wonder right. about it. Right. You know? Whew. That's hard to hear. And I, I specifically asked you who was saying that to you because for me, a lot of the time it was my mom. And it does mm-hmm. make me think about this idea of generational trauma 
mm-hmm. that exists and it's pervasive not just through society but also through our generations and it makes me wonder what our moms had to go through what they were told the messaging mm-hmm. they received about themselves and their bodies and the sexualization of their bodies and mm-hmm. it's interesting that it seems almost like an instinct right for your mom for your dad to say these things to you but then when confronted with the why they're unable to because maybe it's so uncomfortable to actually confront why they're giving you this guidance. The fact that it's, it, it just comes so naturally for them to say these things and assume. And I, I know it was never coming from a place of like malice or negativity. It was more so to protect me. Yeah. But in that way, it was making me frame how I saw my body well so that's a question that i wanted to ask you is as a parent what do you do right because there are so many real dangers that are present especially for women for young girls Mm -hmm. and it's it's a weird and i i've grappled with this because i often see or growing up i often saw white children who and white girls specifically who were wearing things that I was not allowed to wear, like the short shorts or the tube tops with your like midriff showing or the tank Mm -hmm. tops with the spaghetti strap instead. And I remember wondering if it was a cultural thing. And it's interesting because I don't know if our parents realized that like we were picking up on these things, or at least I was. And I Mm -hmm. couldn't help but wonder, you know, these girls that I'm seeing who are my age, why are they allowed to wear these things and why are we not? And so then I had to think, is it a religious thing, right? Or is it a question of like their parents are more free about their sexuality and their kids' sexuality and, and all that? But it's 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 a weird question that I still don't know the answer to because on mm-hmm. one hand, do you not say something to your child knowing that the, there are, are real dangers present? And then even if you don't say anything, are you then by your body language reaction, whatever, perpetuating the trauma, right? So yeah. it, because you might not even realize you're doing it, even if you're consciously trying to fight against it. Yeah, the projection. It. So it's like, what do you do, right? And I like, okay, I'm, I'll share one of the memories I have because there are many. One of the memories that I have is I was sitting in my parents' car. I don't know how old I was. Maybe it was like second or third grade. Um, oh my God, so young. Maybe even younger, yeah. And I was wearing this dress and it was itchy and it was hot. And I remember they left me in the car. Of course, the car wasn't running, so I had the door open. And my legs were open. And I think I was like scratching my thigh or something. So of course, now the dress is open. Maybe I'm wearing mm-hmm. shorts underneath, who knows. But this random older Filipino lady comes up to me. And she's not mean about it, but I don't know her. And she tells me that I need to close my legs and that I should not be sitting with my legs open like that and that I should not be touching myself in that area. I'm like, oh, I'm not I'm allowed itchy. to itchy. Like there's scratch. nothing. Yeah, there's nothing weird about that. You're a child. Right. That is uncomfortable. Yep. And addressing. Uh, okay. They, the fact that you you vividly as at that young of an age. Yeah, I never forgot that. it because it was so weird and it was so like scarring is the wrong word but maybe and i'm impactful I, in that way yeah, yeah and this lady i mean maybe r.i.p she was pretty old <laughs> <laughs> but like this lola came up to me and was telling me this and i didn't understand you know at the time 
why, but by then I'd already had other experiences of this happening to me where I had already begun to put together the context clues. Um, Mm. And so I was just like, oh, okay, so this is everyone. This is not just my mom. This is everyone in the world is like this and knows this and like the world is just a terrible place. Cool, got it. (laughs) But yeah, so that sucked. And I don't think, I don't think, like you said, it wasn't malicious. It was meant to protect, but in the end, look at the harm that we've both gone through and experienced with this. But yeah. then, but again, it's like, well, do they just what not do you say do? anything? What do you do? Right. So, yeah. I guess it's tough because n- neither of us are parents, right? Right. I-, I guess I would be curious to ask anyone that is a parent that's listening to if if that's ever crossed their mind even. it's It's hard because you obviously don't want to put a child out there unable to protect quote-unquote protect themselves or you know but you also don't want to paint it in this the world is an awful place vibe right and have that be the <laughs> the perspective that they have well Evelyn had no age. problem telling me the world was an awful place so <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me it was they hinted at it but then never fully explained so I just kind of had to put it together myself in a way. Yeah. Um, well, I yeah. mean, in terms of long-lasting effects, and this is going to be maybe a hard question to answer, I think I know the answer for myself. Um, I've had a very hard time trying to appreciate and accept my body as like uh, throughout the years. Um, but also it gave me this very deep-seated fear of being like attractive, which sounds maybe weird to hear but in my mind if I made myself uglier or if I didn't try so hard and I didn't call too much attention to my body then I would be safe but then it fluctuates right because then I'm like wait so like part of me will rebel against that and then sometimes and it's gotten better obviously in the last like 10 years but I'll still like kind of shrink into myself sometimes if I'm like walking on the street and someone's looking at me and I'm in my sports bra and my um my oh my gosh that happened recently we were talking I think you were yeah you were were on your hot girl walk yes and you were like wait this is literally what we were just we were gonna talk about right on this episode like I'm walking and I'm feeling uncomfortable because I'm noticing that there are men around and I'm in my sports bra and my like exercise shorts which is like the attire that you wear to exercise and that should be fine and I'm over here like self-conscious because I'm suddenly nervous that something Mm -hmm. might happen I like you feel yourself physically tense up and I hate Mm -hmm. that yeah and so I told you I was like wait 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 this is not okay (laughs) yeah it's not and I and as you were saying that I do remember um as we were growing up, you mentioning these kinds of things too. You, you mentioned the types of tops that you weren't wearing because you saw other girls wearing and it mm-hmm. was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then for you, I do remember you telling me, um, I don't remember when or how long ago it was, but you're like, yeah, I, I can't wear that top. Like, yeah. It's going to look different on me. Yes. And Evelyn has told me that it's like not it's allowed. not gonna it's not allowed yeah <laughs> because you'll bought your body's gonna look oh a quote-unquote certain way there were these cute well we thought they were so cute back then i think it was like a baby doll type of top with like a skinny strap like a spaghetti strap and it like kind of had a v-neck and then it was like like ruched like and the, then cam- it was flowy. the camis yeah but it was like flowy under like the bust mm-hmm. area 
Mm-hmm. So, and I remember, oh my gosh, I was gifted this really cute one. It was like yellow with like a white trim and I wanted so badly to wear it and I wasn't allowed to wear it. And I had to, if I ever did wear it, I had to um, wear it with like a shirt underneath. Or if I ever got a V-neck shirt, my mom would literally sew lace in the, like the, the, the what's it called? Can the cleavage part about that? to cover that up. Can we talk about that? Because remember our, um, as part of, in our Catholic school, yes. we did uh, we had dresses for this special ceremony called the May Crowning, where you give yes. roses to oh Mary. And so the boys wear a suit, mm-hmm. and the girls wear a dress. Yep. And regardless of how high the cut of the dress naturally was, mm-hmm. all the girls' dresses had to get sewn in that lace right, because to like almost come up to your collarbone right and i remember being mad about it at that time and being like annoyed about it yeah can i just tell you that as someone who has a sibling that a younger sibling that has gone through that that's still a thing really (laughs) it's still a thing and you talked about recently you talked about just just now about i don't know what the factors are that contributed to the way that we look at ourselves and our bodies or how Mm -hmm. we perceive ourselves and our bodies is it religious is it cultural yeah i think obvious i think it's all of those things yeah and when coming from the catholic school upbringing a lot of it is shame based yes such be ashamed of how long your skirt is yeah or like how short your skirt is and i acutely remember like because i develop boobs pretty fast and I mean, growing up with a bunch of Filipino, like, classmates mostly, that was not true because I'm not fully Filipino. And, like, we can't just ignore that I have other genes that would make me potentially develop faster or that my body will look different. And Mm -hmm. growing up, I felt such shame. I felt so embarrassed that I was taller. And to the point, like, where I would drink coffee to not be taller. I felt so embarrassed that I had boobs, Mm. so I would wear baggier. I remember my mom thought I was going through, like, this tomboy phase in, in, like, late to middle school. And I was legitimately just trying to hide my tits. Like... And my body, because no one looked like me in our class. Not yet, anyway. And that was so frustrating. Can I share the opposite side of the spectrum? Yes. Because I was a late bloomer, Mm -hmm. and I am part of the itty-bitty-titty committee to this day. (laughs) Um, And I was also ashamed because I didn't develop at the same time as all of my classmates. Oh, my God. So, like, no matter what. (laughs) And so you talk about a tomboy phase. In junior high, I also went through this, quote-unquote, tomboy phase because I wanted to wear bigger shirts so that no one would see that I don't have anything. I'm wearing a baggy shirt because because of the opposite reason. I mean, I love a baggy shirt. (laughs) Me too. I love a baggy shirt to this day. (laughs) It's comfort. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember my parents saying too i remember they tried to to like speak in tagalog so that they would i wouldn't understand but they're like oh is she is she is this she tomboy she also wants a skateboard and she also wants to play drums is this is this it lesbian (laughs) probably so bad oh my god anyways but that's so interesting that you said that and we had the same experience but like on the opposite side of the spectrum Wow. So damned if you do, damned if you don't, your body is shamed no matter what. And that's the end of the podcast. Okay. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, to, to get to that point of asking ourselves, how do we, how do we be more comfortable with this? You did mention that 
yourself the image that you have of yourself the perspective that you have of yourself and your body has improved over the past decade or yeah. so okay hold so on. i guess my it question has, but uh-huh. with the caveat that <laughs> There's I, always a caveat. Well, yeah. I mean, it's complicated. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like to go home because obviously there's many reasons. I don't like to visit home. But I will say that I feel 10,000% more uncomfortable in my body when I am home. And I mm. I purposefully will pack items that are more, what's it called, uh, conservative, I suppose you could say. Uh, because and And that at first bothered me. But I realized, okay, well, this is a coping mechanism that helps me to feel a little safer and, mm-hmm. like, not open up a conversation. Because when I've worn, you know, the normal things I like to wear now around my mom and, and, and at home, she has made comments about my body. And they're not always, you know, now they're not necessarily, like, protective sexually in nature type thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But one way that I have tried to be more comfortable with it is I've literally asked her, to no longer make a comment, positive or negative, on my body or physical appearance. I literally told her, I don't care if you want to tell me that I look good. I don't want to hear it. I don't want any type of conversation about my body or what I'm wearing at all. And I set a pretty firm, it was a fight, but I set a boundary with her. And I was like, if you cannot respect that, I am not coming home. And that just had to happen. And it was a tough conversation to have. But now we're in a much better place where that doesn't come up even a little bit. And I, I used to notice that, I think it would come up a little and she would like, what's it called? Like stuff it down. But now Mm -hmm. it doesn't even seem to really be an issue. And so, yeah, that's better. And it's, it's, and that's amazing that you were even the, the amount of bravery that you had to even be like, Hey, this is an actual hard line boundary that we're not going. (laughs) How many times are we going to talk about therapy in this this podcast? (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. To set that boundary and to give it like a heavy, um, what is it? Ultimatum. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. and that it doesn't, you know how we would, we would pinky swear. Right. Like it's that serious. Like <laughs> You better you pinky know? promise. You better <laughs> pinky promise. You're not going to say anything. But yeah. And, and it does bring up the question as to like, why are we talking about bodies anyway? Like yes. we don't need, that doesn't need to be part of our conversation. No. Yeah. At all. No. And I think, too, um, another thing is just forcing myself, like, I'm sure we mentioned on the podcast, and this was, like, maybe a a long time ago now. Well, I don't know. What's time's relative? But I remember (laughs) there was a moment where I was sharing with you, Melissa, and I think I might have shared it on the podcast, that, like, I finally went to a workout class in a sports bra and, like, my, like, leggings. And that was a big moment because even in college, I would not ever have done that. And... Yeah, it was so me scary too. for me. And now mm-hmm. it's so normal. But I had to force myself to do it. And eventually I got more comfortable with it. And now obviously I'm like in love with all of the different kinds of sports bras and leggings and shorts yeah. and whatever. But it took a long time. I'm not going to lie. And it was hard and I'd feel self-conscious all the time. But it uh, what was it like exposure therapy? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. want to say that's the same thing for me too. Like find even for me finding a sports bra that I felt comfortable in on again on the opposite side of the spectrum Mm, mm -hmm. that I felt was cute and actually looked good on me and you know and yeah I think it was exposure therapy for me as well to be in these core power classes and like and also now I can't imagine wearing a big ass shirt 
It's oh, too same. hot. What was I thinking? <laughs> I did it recently once because I was like running low on laundry. And I was like, oh my God. Like my shirt was sticking to me. It was like, yeah, I was, like why? <laughs> why did I do this? But yeah, you know why? Anyway. Trauma. Yes. Trauma. Trauma. Ding dong. <laughs> yes. Anyways, I mean, it's just, it just blows my mind that we continue to have these issues and I just I would hope that if either of us ever becomes parents that even having this discussion right now will benefit them because we're at least better equipped to (laughs) address what we're what we've experienced you know versus the previous generation you know one generation at a time starts with us. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. First generation. <laughs> yep. Problems. All of those things. But it's okay. <laughs> and if you're a guy and you're listening, would love to get a DM from you about your experience with this. I just feel like it's so different for men. Mm. And I would I would really like to hear about The about Kens. It. The Kens out there All you that Kens. are rollerblading down. Yeah. Kens, and now's your time. And if you are... Um, a Ken who likes other Kens, I'd also like to hear from you about if it was the same or different from Kens who like Barbies, you know? Right. So just want to know. Just want to know. Hit us up. Let us know. And if you're if you're a Barbie, let us know if, if your experience was similar because honestly, it makes us feel better. <laughs> Selfishly. Right. But also it's it's nice to, to what's it called? Commiserate? Find solidarity? Misery loves company oh, kind of thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and let us know how you also have been more comfortable with it. Right, right. Because we are all about trying to figure out how to be more comfortable with the topic at hand. And this one is a little bit heavier, as we mentioned. And again, we're all trying to work on ourselves here. And we, sure <laughs> we want the cheat, cheat sheet. So if you got some of that, <laughs> let us know. But hopefully you learned a little bit about what your experience was hopefully not hopefully you've related but if you have related hopefully this gives you a little bit of that community that you may or may not have been looking for but we're here we've gone through the same things probably and we're here to support you um and i just want to thank you all for listening today um we release new episodes every week we're available wherever you get your podcast whether that's apple podcast spotify i don't know find us you'll you'll find us there (laughs) if you have an episode idea question or shout out again dm us we love the dms we're always in the dms trying to talk to you guys and contact us on our website i'muncomfortablepodcast.com and follow us on instagram as well Um, and again we'll see you next week